This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3095, for Friday, the 12th of June, 2020. Today's show is entitled "Intro to GIMP." It is hosted by Ahuka and is about 18 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is an introduction to GIMP to kick off a new series. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. This is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode. And I am now going to start looking at uh, something called GIMP, which stands for the GNU Image Manipulation Program. And it's often referred to as the open source equivalent to Photoshop. It is a raster-based program, meaning that it operates on individual pixels. So does Photoshop. Uh, and this is uh, distinct from what we call vector-based programs, which operate on lines and curves described by equations. Um, the example of that in open source world might be Inkscape or in the proprietary world, Adobe Illustrator. Um, now, photos are inherently pixel-based, so a raster-based program is the appropriate tool, uh, generally speaking, for working on photos. little fun fact, Photoshop originated in the area I live in as it began with a University of Michigan graduate student, and I live here because I went to the University of Michigan as a graduate student and just never left the area. So, what started me on this was that I have a lot of old photos that I've been taking a look at uh, that my wife and I have. They go back to the 60s and 70s, and some of them are in pretty rough shape. I'd like to see if I can fix some of these. So I thought, well, you know, this is an opportunity to uh, learn what I can of GIMP. Uh, but while the, the photos are my primary interest, um, I'll take a look at the program more generally. Now, to do that, I need to find some resources. Well, in this day and age, that's pretty easy. Uh, YouTube has some good ones to start with. Uh, and I've got links to all of these in the show notes. And um, anyone who has followed my programs may have discovered by now I tend to have reasonably detailed show notes for things you can look up online. So, here's some, uh, some YouTube ones, good ones to start with. How to use GIMP Beginner's Guide. How to use GIMP Basics. GIMP in Less Than 10 Minutes Beginner's Guide. GIMP Tutorial, Top 5 Photo Enhancement Techniques. 
And there's other things. There's the uh, online, you've got the GIMP.org tutorials site. Um, An introduction to GIMP photo editing, nine things you need to know. How to use GIMP. 20 GIMP 2.10 tutorials for beginners from the Davies Media Design uh, Company. Um, GIMP Basics, best tips and tricks for beginners from PC World. How to GIMP, tutorials for GIMP and Photoshop. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, So, that's going to be where where I start from. And maybe I'll say something that will get you interested and you'll want to go beyond what I do in these uh, simple tutorials to start with. Now, the thing about software tutorials, when you're searching online, I always tell people be careful about when they were written and for which version of the software. A five-year-old tutorial may no longer reflect how the software works now. So if you stumble across this particular tutorial a few years from now, you should be just a bit wary. There are tons of resources here, and that's a good thing, but you know, make sure you get the right resources. Um, Now, one of the things I want to mention as well, uh, GIMP magazine, which looks like it has stopped publishing, they did put out 12 issues before they stopped. And it looks like they are still available from uh, an organization called issue.com, I-S-S-U-U. And again, link in the show notes. Uh, they had 12 of these things. They're about five years old. So based on what I just said to you, um, you know, you might find some interesting stuff, but just be careful. Things might have changed a little bit. So let's say you've decided, ah, interesting idea. I should try this GIMP thing that Ahuka is talking about. Well, step one is install the software. Uh, Now, I'm on Linux, and some distros of Linux may have this included automatically, uh, but I just checked, um, and I have a number of graphics programs installed, but uh, when I looked, I did not have GIMP installed. Well, there is a downloads page at GIMP.org, and it correctly spotted that I'm using Linux and offered me suitable packages, But I find it's much better to work with my package manager for my distro. Um, And I've got a good package manager installed. Um, You know, if you're not using Linux, I will just mention in passing, they have uh, installation files for OS X and Windows as well. Um, But uh, on my Linux distro, uh, I prefer Synaptic. So I just opened it up. I installed GIMP. Um, I also made sure to install some additional uh, help files that are in English. Um, There's files in other languages as well, quite a few of them, really. Uh, So uh, after doing all of that, I had GIMP 2.8.22 installed onto my Kubuntu 18.04 box, um, which is what it will be until they decide to push me to the 2004. I like to stay with long-term support releases. Um, As I mentioned before, I'm at the point in my life, I don't want to work on my computer. I want to work with my computer. (laughs) So 
something that makes things easy is, is good. Now, upon opening GIMP, there is something a little disconcerting to me at least. Instead of being a single program window, it opens as several disconnected windows laid over whatever program was already open. Uh, that's not something I am used to. Uh, so instead, I looked at the central window where I had the usual menus and clicked on the Windows menu and selected Single Window Mode. Now, as my investigations move forward, I may become convinced I should switch back, but I'm very used to each program having one big window. Now, with that single window, there are five sections. Toolbox, which is on the upper left. Tool Options, which is on the lower left. The Canvas, which is in the middle. Layers, Channels, Paths, and Undo, which is in the upper right. Brushes, Patterns, and Gradients, which is on the lower right. So those are your five main sections. Now the first section, Toolbox, can be further broken down into various kinds of tools. The selection tools include Rectangle, Ellipse, Free Select, Fuzzy Select, Select by Color, Scissors Select, and Foreground Select. Now, generally the first step in most operations in GIMP will be to select the objects you're going to manipulate. So you'll use the selection tools a lot and they are the first of the tools to show up in the toolbox. They let you select the area of your image that you want to work on and let you make changes there. Note that when you mouse over any of the icons, you will get a tooltip that describes what it is. Then, down at the bottom of the group are the various paint tools. Bucket fill, blend, pencil, paintbrush, eraser, airbrush, ink, Clone Healing, Perspective Clone, Blur Sharpen, Smudge, and Dodge Burn. Uh, then in the middle of the window are the Transform Tools. Move, Alignment, Crop, Rotate, Scale, Shear, Perspective, Flip, and Cage. Then there are the miscellaneous tools. One that looks like a capital A is the text tool. It lets you draw a text box and put text into it. And between the select and the transform group, you will find paths, color picker, zoom, and measure. Now again, this is for my installed version 2.8.22. If you have a different version, you may have slightly different tools. Although almost all of them should be the same, regardless of version. Now, tool options are below the toolbox, and they give you additional control over whichever tool you have selected. You, you click on a tool to select it, and then the tool option panel will display relevant options you have. For example, if you select rectangular select as your tool, you will get options like replace, add, subtract, and intersect. And then you can add things like rounded corners to your selection. But if you had picked, say, the pencil tool, you would get options like opacity, brush size, pencil hardness. So the options you get are appropriately matched to the tool. Now, if you take a look at the upper right, layers appear there. 
And they are very important. GIMP operates on layers, and an image can have many layers while you were working on it. You can think of this like a stack of transparencies, with each transparency holding an object of some kind. Uh, that could be an image, a text box, a colored oval, or any of the many things GIMP can produce. You need to get in the mental space of using layers proficiently if you're going to be a good user of GIMP. Uh, this is also true of Photoshop, but I am sticking to open source here. To work with layers, make sure that you have selected the Layers tab, which is in the top left of that window, in the Layers Channels Paths Undo window, and that window itself is in the upper right of your screen. So with the Layers tab selected, you can uh, then add layers as needed. Uh, there is a Add New Layer um, on the bottom left of that window. Um, and build up your image gradually. Now, one of the great advantages of this approach is that you can easily change your mind on something by just removing a layer if you decide you don't like what it did. This is like a gazillion times better than using undo. And believe me, I, you know, Control-Z is in my genetic code by now because I use it so often. But this is better. You can, for instance, remove a layer that maybe you did a week ago, and there are five other layers that you've added since on top of it. Uh, well, you can just go back and pick that one layer and say, get rid of that. Um, and then all of the more recent ones are still there just fine. I, you know, with the undo, that's not an easy thing to accomplish. Um, so... Uh, we'll get into layers in much more detail later on. But for now, let's just say this is a key concept in working with GIMP. Um, of course, finished images do not, in our experience, come in layers. So this brings us to another key concept, the working file. When you are working in GIMP, you are building a working file. This is, again, similar to Photoshop. A Photoshop native file has a .psd extension, while the GIMP native file has a .xcf extension. And I looked that up, and whatis.com gave me this information. XCF is a file extension for an image file native to GIMP. XCF stands for Experimental Computing Facility. Similar to a Photoshop document, PSD, XCF files support saving layers, channels, transparency, paths, and guides, yet don't support saving the undo history. XCF files are supported in other image editors, yet due to how often the XCF format is revised, it isn't recommended for use as a data interchange format. On a side note, the name XCF honors the GIMP's origin at the Experimental Computing Facility of the University of California at Berkeley. And uh, I've, I've put, again, a link in the show notes if you want to find where I got that. So what this means in practice is that as you are working on the image, you can save it and you will have an XCF file. This file can be worked on until the image is complete 
And at that point, you would export the image as an image file like, for instance, a JPEG, a GIF, a PNG, uh, or any of the other uh, image formats that you happen to prefer. Now, note that if you later want to make changes, the exported image file no longer remembers any of the things like layers, channels, and so on. But if you have saved your XCF file, you can open that up and make any changes you wish. So it's a good idea to save your XCF file often and keep it around for future use. One idea is to have two directories, or directory trees, if, if that's how you roll. One for the XCF working files, the other for exported finished files. And you probably want to get used to saving often as you work, since a crash can cause you to lose all of your unsaved work. GIMP does not, at this point, have autosave capability, uh, so far as I know. There is a script available as a plugin, and I've put a link to that in the show notes if you're the sort of person who wants to go down that path. Um, I, I have not learned how to do plugins in GIMP yet. Um, I'll probably get there at some point. When I do, I'll do a tutorial about that. And, but uh, if you're more advanced than I am, um, it's written in Python. Uh, it's at GitHub, and uh, the link is there so you can check it out. Now, just to level set all of this, I I think I've said a few things already that would have given you the impression that I am not the world's foremost authority on this. Uh, this is more a case of me documenting as I learn and sharing that with the HPR community. Um, so please do not consider me the last word on any of this stuff. There, there's probably, you know, lots of people that know more than I do about this. I just haven't seen anyone do anything on HPR about it. And I thought, well, you know, I can do that. <clears throat> so I'm going to do a number of, uh, of shows that are essentially tutorials. And those of you who've been around for a long time may remember the LibreOffice tutorials I did. So I guess the idea is to try and do something like that with uh, GIMP, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, so this is a hookah for Hacker Public Radio, uh, and I am going to sign off now and, as always, remind you to support free software. Bye-bye. <laughs>